0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Good Saturday evening. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you. That is Brendan. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. we got producer Zach Kroll. And now we welcome on friend of the show. From Cape Side Press, he is none other than Eddie Law, and it feels like Eddie. We've kind of we're kind of sandwiched right now in between a bunch of really good fights. Although, to be honest with you, we don't have anything going down tonight. I've got my eyes peeled. A couple of weeks away, the co-main event of the next pay-per-view, Benil Darush and Charles Oliveira. You got any
1: early lead on that one? Benil, 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 Bonil. You know, when in doubt, Benil. Because that dude, look, no one's been more overlooked in, in my opinion, in that division than Benil Darius. That guy should have fought for a title forever ago, right? So uh now you know, now he finally gets this is a title eliminator. Winner, this one's gonna get the title shot next with whoever's champion at that point. But you know, Charles Oliveira is like the sexy name, right? You know, Du Bronx, he's he's the attitude, he's a he's a great story coming up. You know losing a couple of fights coming up everyone says he's a quitter and all sort of stuff and rolls off a, a crazy amount of wins gets the title loses it in an incredibly unfair and embarrassing fashion now he's trying to crawl his way back up but because he has the name his former champion everybody seems to be overlooking Benio. but no i'm i'm all in on Benio dariush in this fight
2: what do you think is it with uh with Charles because he does always seem to be one of those tough guys to figure out whether it's with the weight whether it's with uh you know the odds always seem to be off on him and things like that so is it, you know, him getting to the top now being down? Like, is it is it a question of like his run was just too hot and now it's just kind of over? Or is it that just more of a belief in Benil's uh underratedness, his greatness that you know this guy's good enough to be champ?
1: For for me, it's it's the Benil. It's it's about Benil on this one. Look, you look at Charles, the way he lost the belt, he didn't really lose it, right? It was just uh, I and you know, having been there when it all went down, uh, at the Wayne's for that, for that I think it was 274 in Phoenix. He, it was a huge screw up with the with the with the fighter scale. Everybody's weights were off. You notice everyone going up to the scale. Everyone, I mean, most everyone, made weight, but they were they all had this like you know the, like, twisted look on their face because they were just like, no, there's no way I weighed I weighed a pound less than that or weighed a half pound less than that. So everyone's weights were off, but his was obviously the one with the most consequence. Uh, with Benil Dariush, it's it's a guy that's gonna he puts on a heavy pace on you, and I don't mean a high pace, a heavy pace. When he hits you, you're gonna feel it. He tries to leave a dent. Now, I think with Charles is this: everyone throws their, their their best shot at Charles early. Everybody does it, and if he survives it, as we've seen him over and over and over and over do, uh, he's he's gonna get you. He's gonna strangle you because you're gonna be sitting there going like, "I hit him with everything I had, and he just ate it and came back up like a zombie." But Benil's not that kind of guy. He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't, you know, get caught up in the moment. He's gonna go in there, get the fight, you know, get, get in there, get the win, in my opinion. And then I don't know, maybe he'll call Elon out, Musk, you know, or Elon Musk out again for another Tesla. I don't know but he's that kind
0: of yeah. well you said and you got it right that the winner of this one ends up getting islam and i thought islam was basically unbeatable until i saw him get in that cage with volk and now i'm like i don't know so i guess what i'm asking you is how much does it matter who wins that fight leading up to islam or does islam just eat whoever it is alive
1: islam is an interesting case of he's habib's friend right Habib number Madoff. made up he he Obviously, he's really good himself. He's got great wrestling. The Sambos there, the striking. Honestly, he hasn't got to showing it a lot, but Islam's striking is pretty good. It's it's honestly really it's it's high up there. He trains the AKA over there. You know, he's got Kane, DC, Habib, all those guys in you know training him. Um, he, the, to me, the thing with him is is are we ever going to see him? The woke fight was a great example, right? Because Volkovansky brought in the perfect game plan, right? I don't know if you guys noticed it when Islam tried to take him down. Volkanovski, you can go back, back. In fact, I encourage you to go back and watch that fight. Every time that Islam tried to take him down, uh used his foot. He hooked that the, uh, one of the legs of Islam that, that usually Islam uses to finish the takedown. He hooked it, lifted it, and rolled through. So if you saw some of those takedowns didn't work and everyone's like, Whoa, a jiu-jitsu guy and, and you know, I'm not a wrestler, but I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, I love using that hook and rolls. When they try to take me down, I hook, I lift, and you know, I roll them over. So um, you know. Whoever faces Islam needs to take that that same game plan, the exact same game plan. So no, I don't think Islam's unbeatable. You know, Habib felt like it, but Islam's definitely not unbeatable.
2: Uh, Also in that uh, car, we got the main event: Amanda Nunes, Irene Aldana. uh, Little late switch up. uh, Juliana Pena getting hurt. Um, What do you think of this one, man? Is this a tougher fight for Amanda coming around, and uh, or is she, you know, back to her ways of
1: being unbeatable? No, this is a much tougher fight. Now, first of all. Thank you, MMA gods. I no hate towards Pena whatsoever. We saw you do that twice. We saw the first one. Everybody knew what we saw. We saw the second one, even more, like, cemented what was going to happen in that third one. We didn't need that fight. We don't need that fight, bro. You guys know, I know, everyone knows it. Pena probably knows it, but I don't blame him for asking for it. But when, you know, and again, I wish her the best, all health and everything, you know, she got the rib injury and everything. When Aldana got named for that fight, I was like, woo, now we're cooking. Now, now Nunez can't, you know, doesn't just have to worry about someone shuffling forward. Like if you notice, you know, in the first, in the last two fights, Pena literally walks forward, will eat a shot to land a shot, doesn't mind the pain, right? Uh, Aldana is a striker, she's a boxer, she's got technique, she's in and out, she's got, you know, uh, takedown defense. This is a much tougher fight for, for Nunez. Not saying that she's going to get, you know, she's going to get knocked out or lose, but this is a much tougher fight.
0: This is fun. I feel like it's three dudes sitting at a bar just going over a bunch of fights. that we thinks going (laughs) to win? Eddie Wall from Cageside Dress joining us here on the BetQL Network. So let's keep it rolling, dude. And the next round's on you, by the way. Justin versus Dustin for the BMF. I, I, I Look, if there were two guys that should fight for the BMF, it would be these guys. I thought it was cool the first time. Continuing it just feel, I don't know. Remember how the whole thing started? Remember Nate? Nate yeah. was like, he's the right. baddest MF, and then they made it. It just feels like it's run its course. Anyway, who do you like in the fight?
1: That's such a hard fight to call him. I'm so glad I'm going to be there for that one. I was just like, I got to be there. So I'm, I'm going to be the cover in that for that press, but man, Dustin Poirier is on a roll. Just, Justin Gaethje's the, the, you know the, the the human, he's a human highlight, but he's a human zombie, really. like Everyone talks about you know, uh, the damage, you know, Darren Elkins and all that being a guy that's, you know, or, you know, Korean Zombie being one of those guys. No, Gaethje will take a shot and then he'll come at you. He will not stop coming forward. Um, you know, and we've seen this, this you know, fight play out before, but it's a little different now. Both guys are much more developed. Um, they're, they're higher level, like b- by leaps and bounds, right? Um, to me, the question is gonna be, you know, who's tougher? This is one of those, like, this, like you were saying, this is definitely should have been like, if any fight's gonna be for the BMF belt, it's this one, right? gimmicky as it is it's fun so these two guys should be the ones and it's it's i i fully expect a war like i know it's you know that's a cliche thing for everyone every fighter says i expect the war and all this stuff i fully expect both guys to be bloodied and battered before this one's over and i would not be surprised if no one goes down if it goes decision would not be surprised
2: oh wow yeah the- This is these guys playpen too. I mean, like you're talking about like two of the most violent guys. The one thing that I am interested though, I wonder what you think of this is with this fight being in Salt Lake, we, uh, you know, remember Leon talking about how the elevation did mess with him a little bit. Won't mess with Justin you would think because he trains in Denver, but you know, Dustin trains down here in my neck of the woods at sea level. So would that play into how you would bet this at all? Wondering about, Dustin's does, does never been a gas tank problem guy. Like, he gets through wars like crazy. But I do wonder about uh, if that could have any effect going into this because of one guy just being used to it and one guy basically training in the opposite of it
1: absolutely now the question is is dustin poirier doing something to to you know to uh uh to deal with that right um go way back to Cain velasquez for reese in mexico city can you know cardio Cain, cardio Cain had no problem he was like hey you know i got cardio i'm good i can go anywhere mexico City's not arizona it's not california mexico city's an in insane altitude so he just showed up two weeks before verdun was there for months months before the fight, and he was way better acclimated. So it absolutely plays plays a part in it. Uh, You know, Leon spoke of it, like you said, afterwards. Um, I believe Camaro might've said something about it, but you know, he he trains in Colorado, so it wasn't that bad. But uh, I think Dustin's gonna, and and I believe Dustin will, you know go somewhere where he can he can get more acclimated to that kind of uh that kind of environment or he'll show up super early and get used to it uh but it would if, you know if i was betting that that would definitely be something i'll be looking at like you know maybe check his instagram see if he's out there see if he's somewhere at higher level but uh but if i was trying to bet some actual like serious money i'm definitely super curious of is he doing something to 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 work on that
0: look i'm not in good shape and i'm far from professional athlete eddie but uh i was in colorado earlier this year we went to Keystone, mm. the whole family went skiing in for five days. I could barely get my ass out of bed, man. Like that altitude, if you don't get acclimated to it, no matter who you are, it's definitely the real mm. deal, especially if you're fighting, and especially if you're trying to go deep into a fight. We're talking with Eddie Law of Cage Side Press. Speaking of going deep into fights, we're going to have Aljamain Sterling taking on Sean O'Malley. I guess we don't know exactly when that fight is going to be. However, it feels like Sean O'Malley if he wins this, he goes into the next stratosphere, right? Like he becomes the dude that he's been talking about for a long time. Does he win that fight?
1: I, man, I have a hard time picking Sean in that one. I like Aljo quite a bit in that fight, and, and the reason for that is, is the experience factor. You know, Aljo's been in, in some crazy fights before. Look, if we just if we could go back in time, right, and just Thanos that one title win where he where he took it because he got injured, he could, you know, because he couldn't continue. We would be talking about Aljo as being one of the, I want to say go, I wouldn't even be saying like top five best Bantam weights ever. We'd be him. talking about him on his way. I mean, yeah, exactly. exactly. I'd be like, we're talking about him going on his way to that. I mean, he just beat Triple C. I don't care who's gone for three years, Triple C put up a good fight. But um, in that fight, look man, Sean O'Malley's long. He's got rangy, he's got really good striking. Uh, he's got great jujitsu. Aljo's got high-level wrestling. Say whatever you want about being a D3, a D2 school, wherever he went to, junior college, I don't even care. But um, his striking's, like Aljo's striking is pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, it's to, For him, it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be the weight, the weight cut. Uh, he's getting up there, man. He's, he's not going to be able to make 135 forever. Um, if you guys watched his last two weight cuts, this last one, like he looked relieved. Even on the scale, he was like, it's a little tougher than I thought, right? The one before that? He was on the scale and he just go like he he yelled. He's like ah. He's like doing this and thanking God and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well that's that's a real issue. If you don't go in against Sean O'Malley with with the gas tank, you're gonna be in trouble. Now, do I think that's gonna happen? No, I think Aljo's gonna show up. He's gonna make weight and he's gonna be ready to go. Um, the interesting, you know, to me, the interesting part is gonna be what is Sean O'Malley gonna do? What his what is his game plan to stop Aljo from backpacking? Him? You know, because we might end up having like a like a nice little jiu-jitsu, uh, jiu-jitsu match in the middle of the cage.
2: Did you? Uh, what What did you make of uh, the beef? I guess that happened between him and Dana this week. I mean, Dana's no stranger to getting into it with his fighters or whatnot. But is that just you know Aljo getting another person? It feels like kind of against him with this. Is he just tired of that? Like, what did you make of the uh, the back and forth between him this week?
1: It's a, it's a complete miscommunication, a complete miscommunication. If you see what Dana said, Dana said, or what Aljo said, Aljo said, hey, I'm beat up, I'm hurting, but I'll show up. That's what he said, right? In fact, he even asked for, I believe, a July date for the fight, right? To where they're doing it in August, uh, uh, 292, I think, um, in Boston. But um, that's, that's supposed to be the date. But he, Aljo said, I'm gonna show up. I'm just trying to see how my body's gonna react, but I'm gonna show up is what he said. And so the message somehow got mixed up and it went to Dana and Dana, you know, Dana, um, for context, he's been dealing with uh, Davidson Figueredo. You guys know he, he just you know uh, lost to Brandon. Uh, Davidson Figueredo was supposed to fight Man- Manel Copper. or he was supposed to fight Manel Cop not too long ago. He's been switching messages with Dana back and forth. As, I am going to fight, or I'm not going to fight. No, I'm going to move it to, to, to Bantamweight. It's going back and forth. So Dana, dealing with that, dealing with this and this, does not want to hear a fighter say, I'm going to see how my body reacts. Right? He don't want to hear that. So to me, it was a miscommunication. I think those two get together, talk it out, hash it out, and figure it out. But... It's helping the promo it's helping the buildup. why stop it now let it go tito and dana tito went up there with a shirt with an expletive on it talking about dana is my and you know it's so you know the pay-per-view sold gangbusters it was crazy so no just keep selling it wow joe said uh i think a few days ago on his own podcast he said something about um i'll be the bad guy just let me in on the joke let me know i'm doing it now he knows he's doing it so if they keep it going he's just building it up man. I
0: appreciate you uh, not saying the last word of that shirt that Tito was wearing
1: when we had on,
0: who <laughs> was Calvin Cater? Calvin Cater definitely would have said what the word was. and We would have gotten oh, all man, kinds Cal- of trouble. Cal- um, Calvin, Calvin, and- Calvin goes in, man.
2: He lets it Dude, fly. He goes hard.
0: He really does. He's got a body mouth, that guy. Oh, uh, yeah. all right. Before we get out of here, Eddie Law, Cage side Press, mm-hmm. I got to ask you about Connor versus Chandler. Speaking of fights that we know we're going to have, or we really think strongly we're going to have, but we don't know exactly when. BT and I were just talking about this. A lot of public money always rolls in on Conor McGregor. I was, I saw this stat, 82% of public money on the night that he fights comes in on him. So you always have to pay that tax. What do you think the odds are gonna look like and which way you think about betting? Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, Bobby
1: Orr, behind it
0: the it's played, Tonelli, the Neister, before it's frozen in time, It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. I get
2: 30, 30, bit get 30, I bet get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So
1: give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: <coughs> no, excuse me. I think uh, Connor's gonna be a favorite um because the money's gonna roll in on on him right i think he'll end up being a favorite on fight night because he's so good at selling the fight you know he'll get like if you guys notice when it comes to a conor mcgregor fight he brings everything together that guy's a great promoter like in the ufc everyone complains they're not talking about me enough they're not putting me out there enough they're not they're not putting me on promos i don't have my own ice cream bar or whatever it was that people were saying um mcgregor does not care mcgregor brings in instagram facebook twitter he creates his own medias. He goes everywhere. He goes on you know, Good Morning America. He goes on Fox News and everything. That guy's the ultimate promoter. And the more he talks, the more people eat it up. He could easily be the biggest. And like you know, as far as Vegas goes, he could be the underdog. But the the fact that he talks himself into better odds to me is amazing. Um, the fight itself, man, we don't even know what weight class is gonna be at. Like, I, mean, I don't know if you guys have seen Connor lately. I saw him. I got to see him in person. I think two three months ago, and he was huge. I was just like, that's gotta be a one seventy fight. I saw Michael Chandler. I am like, bro, you better beef up. Right, like he came into the meeting <laughs> room after everything was over. He sits down with us, and because it, it was a day that we we're gonna start filming uh Tough Thirty One, this season of Tough, and he sits with us. And I'm just like, I'm like, hey, Mike, you look a little, you look a little small. And he's like, w'e talking <laughs> about. He starts flexing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Compared to homeboy, I just walked through the hall right now. You look a little small. He goes, ah, I'm not worried about that. I'm like, all right, dude. But you know, well, that is it's gonna that be a is definitely fight, one
0: of the more interesting things is what weight class we're going to get at Eddie Law cage press. Good friend of the show. We'll have you back soon, my guy. Great stuff, as always. Appreciate it. Thank you. That is Eddie Law. Don't forget, coming up later on the show, you're going to get a chance to hear from our boy, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez, talk a little boxing, and the voice of the PFL, Sean O'Connell. But coming up next, speaking of Conor McGregor, he has had an unbelievable career, best promoter of all time, yada, yada, yada. Let's play a little overrated or underrated. I got a whole list of dudes, including Conor, right here on the BetQL Network.